The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What took an engagement? How long before give? a wedding should I send out many save games the dates? Are in the first series Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. clients. Identify so fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Tyson Stockton. Hey, what's going on? My name is Tyson Stockton from Previsible.io, and today we're going to be discussing strategies for success in the SEO industry. Joining me today is Kavi Cardos, who is the Director of SEO at Uproar. Uproar partners with SaaS and e-commerce companies to deliver high-growth search marketing solutions. Today, Kavi and I, we're going to be talking about making a name for yourself in SEO. So how are you progressing yourself, making yourself more visible in the industry, and with that, here's my conversation with Kavi Cardos, Director of SEO at Uproar. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked-to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings, and AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Kavi, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Excellent. Um, I like I like the, the topics that we have. And we actually have a, a couple episodes that we'll be going through. But in this first one, I think, you know, it's all about just how do you establish yourself and how do you kind of progress your name kind of within SEO. So maybe to start off for the listeners, and I mean, I think this is a great episode for the podcast because I would say almost 90% of us uh, listening is going to be within SEO, wanting to kind of progress their name. So I guess starting out kind of framework-wise, how do you think about this? Like if you're talking to someone that's maybe been in the industry for a little while, they feel like they have more experience or more to offer, like how would you kind of get them thinking about the topic? 
I always start off this conversation with the very classic SEO answer of it depends. <laughs> and uh, I think the way that you end up making a name for yourself in this industry depends on what your particular interests are. So not everyone is interested in speaking on big stages, right? And being this SEO celebrity in the sense of like a, a Brittany Muller or, you know, a Rand Fishkin or someone like that. Um, mm-hmm. But just because you aren't interested in being that visible in the world of SEO doesn't mean that you can't still make a name for yourself and be really well known for whatever your niche is. So, you know, this is an industry where we tend to get more business, especially if you're agency side, if you have sort of established yourself as one of the people who really knows what they're doing in this space or who is a little bit more visible, whether that's on social media or on these big stages or whatever. So, I think it's it's important to realize what it is that making a name for yourself means to you specifically, whether that's just being known as an expert in your field or really having your face and your voice out there or whatever it is, you know, and then pursue that path accordingly. I don't think it has to look the same for everyone. Excellent point. I fully, fully agree with that too. I think it's easy to kind of look to others in the space and be like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to be doing or, oh, I should be doing that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, that's not, that's not everybody. And I think also, I mean, at least like for myself too, I think there's a a natural progression within people's careers and it could start within one aspect or one focus that then leads into something else. And it doesn't have to be, I'm known for this, therefore I'm just staying in this lane. Yeah, exactly. But kind of going back a bit. So like, if someone's not sure, like what they want to, or like, because I think you have the what do you want to be known for? And then like, how do you achieve it? Mm -hmm. So starting with that kind of like, what, what advice would you have for the SEOs out there of kind of like fine tuning or maybe like narrowing in on more of a specialty within our space? I've found that whatever you end up narrowing down your sort of expertise or what you're known for, you're going to be spending a lot of time talking about that thing. And, uh, you know, whether that's in sort of more public forums or, with clients or in-house or whatever you're doing, you're going to spend a lot of time sort of devoting yourself to that topic. And you spend a lot of time repeating yourself too. So if you're, if you are someone who, you know, goes on podcasts and does conference talks and writes blog articles and stuff like that, if you are really sort of an established expert in one thing or a handful of things, you're going to be talking about that one thing or that one handful of things a lot. So because you're working so hard to establish yourself in that area to begin with, and then continuing to write about that topic sort of in perpetuity, you've got to really love that topic. You've got to really love that niche. So I don't think it's a smart idea to pigeonhole yourself into something that you don't actually enjoy. I think it's really important to decide, you know, okay, this is my lane. It can change over time, but this is something that really brings me joy and that I can wake up in the morning and think about. And I get excited when I talk to people about it, you know, so I think that's the most important thing. It's just, what do you really like doing? If technical SEO is not your jam and it's going to drive you crazy to have to think about that all the time, you probably shouldn't be specializing in it. Uh, That's a good point. I think like for myself, earlier in my career, I was very more specialized on Mm e-commerce. And it was like the space that I was working in, I was having good success in it. And so I kind of started to be like, okay, I'm you know more e-commerce. But then it was like, to your point of like, where do you enjoy more? It's like, I found myself being more drawn to the like, how can you help progress SEOs or how can more in like the team building and like understanding like that 
almost like a, like you're building a sports team yeah. kind of aspect. And so I think for me, I eventually started to realize that that was more a space or an area that I felt one more enjoyment from leaning into. And as it became more enjoyable, it just everything feels like it just becomes more natural and little, you know, a little less effort, so to speak. Yeah, for sure. It's the stuff that like, if you're sitting in a bar with a friend who for some reason really wanted to hear all about what you do for a living, you know, (laughs) what's the thing that you would talk to them about? What's the thing that would really get you excited to talk about? And listeners and thinking about kind of the what, moving kind of into like the how, and you mentioned blog posts, conference circuits, podcasts, what tips can you give for people in now that they've found like their specialization or their focus, how do they go about getting their name out there? My number one thing for people, especially when they're starting out, is joining some form of community. So that can be in person, now that we can do that, <laughs> or it can be online. I think online is often even a better idea because not everyone lives in a giant city, you know, and uh, we all have internet access. So we all have access to these Slack communities and that sort of thing where. We can meet lots of people doing lots of different things from all over the world in one place. There are two that I'd recommend in particular if you're a female or non-binary identifying. The Women in Tech SEO community has done absolute wonders for me. I would not have done half of the stuff I've done in this industry if it weren't for that community. Just, you know, all of the events and opportunities that I've become aware of because they're announced there. It's I I can't count them. There's too many of them. And another uh, that's run by Noah Lerner that's just called the SEO community is also on Slack. That's for anybody, whether you're just starting out in the industry or been around for decades. And the benefit to those is, you know, like I said, there's a lot of sharing that goes on there. If you're looking for a new job, someone's going to be posting a new job every five minutes because we're always hiring for SEOs. If you're looking for a blog that needs contributors, that's where those things are going to get announced. Otherwise, you're sort of, you know, picking through LinkedIn and doing these niche searches and stuff like that. And when you've got something like that announced to you in a community, you've already got an intro. You're part of the same group. It's really easy to say, hey, I know you from this. I'd like to pitch this idea. You already have that connection. It's just a lot easier to get started that way. So I think finding one of those communities, whichever one seems to fit your vibe the best and getting in there, introducing yourself. And then beyond that, just saying yes to things is so important. You know, if you do want to speak at conferences, as scary as it is, you have to start pitching at some point and you have to actually start speaking on a stage at some point. And it's kind of a terrifying thing to do if you've never done it before, because we all have that fear of rejection. But saying yes to the pitch, saying yes to the the opportunity, especially when there are things that scare you is is that next step, I think. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive 
by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Yeah, and Kathy Alice Brown, who's been on this podcast a few times, I've worked with her for years. Um, she's also in the women's group that you mentioned and has spoken super highly of it. So um, yeah, it's really amazing. <laughs> yeah, that would that would be a great one. I, I think to like the the latter part of your recommendation to me also ties back to the previous point where it's like, yeah, it can be nerve wracking. A lot of us in SEO are <laughs> introverts instead of extroverts. So it's like, yeah, it can feel like a challenge or a big barrier. But if it's something that you have that personal interest in, it's going to make you a little bit more comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like that is is enough to make it seem... I guess not as like unachievable when it's something that's like, okay, at least I know the subject matter. I'm not worried about what I'm talking about. I'm just worried that I'm in front of people or I'm just <laughs> worried of like the situation, Yeah, which is a little bit easier to overcome. It is. And it, you know, I find that if you're, even if that's not something you want to do a ton of speaking on stage and that kind of thing, practicing that and trying it out, seeing if it is for you is not only good for getting your name out there. It also gives you more confidence when you're speaking to clients, if you work agency side, or more uh, confidence when you're speaking to your in-house stakeholders, if you're an in-house SEO. And the SEO MBA, I think they refer to it as executive presence, you know, and uh, having to get up on stage and say, like, this is what I'm passionate about. This is how you do this thing and have people listen to you and clap and recognize your expertise just gives you the boost that you need sometimes to take that back to your clients or your in-house folks and say, you know, I know what I'm talking about and, and here's how we're going to do it. It also helps that within our industry, it's at least to me, it's, it's not as cutthroat as a lot of others. Like right. most SEOs out there want to help other SEOs. It's like, we're all in kind of this weird niche. <laughs> and so yeah, they genuinely do. I think like that networking aspect is at least for me has been by far the most impactful is just getting to know people on a personal level making just beyond the work, just a genuine connection. And then things come back around and being willing also just to help others out. And yeah, I'm not going to get paid for this or whatever, but I'm going to help this person. And then maybe six months, maybe two years from now, something else will come from that. And to me, like that's a really cool piece of our industry. And I think to you alluded to this, but there's no it doesn't have to be one thing or another. Like if you're terrified of getting in front of people, but you're like, Hey, I can be on a podcast where it's just my voice. Like, give me a shout, like come on voice of search, go on one of the other podcasts. Like there's opportunities in that regard. And it's also like similar with like, like blog writing. Like I feel more comfortable speaking and whether it's in front of people or on a podcast, but writing, it's like, I do some of it, but it's not as much my jam. And so I think if you feel like something is really not you, don't feel like you have to force yourself into it. Like there's other ways to get your name out there than just one method. For sure. And that I would say, 
the internet is already full of writing that was clearly written by people who don't love writing. <laughs> we don't need any more of that. And we've got a lot of, you know, podcasts and YouTube videos and and all of that that is also done by people who clearly don't have their hearts in it. So I think that just goes back to that idea again of, you know, you don't have to do something just because you've seen your SEO heroes doing it. You got to do whatever's right for you. Absolutely. What other tips and advice can you give uh, the listeners for building their name, building the reputation, kind of just making themselves more visible? Well, I think I would echo something that you just said um, and really emphasize the latter half of what you were talking about just a minute ago with um, making personal connections with people too. And again, really scary to message someone on LinkedIn who you've never spoken to before, but maybe you've seen them speak or you've read their writing for years and years and you really admire them. It is terrifying to reach out to someone and say, hey, let's uh, have a virtual coffee or I'd really love to pick your brain about XYZ, you know. But one of the most effective ways, I think, to get over that fear and also to, like you said, you know, make a connection and let people know what your jam is, is to be on the opposite side of that. So to offer your help to someone who needs it or give a piece of advice in whatever your specialty is to someone who's looking for it. These SEO communities that I mentioned are full of that kind of thing. LinkedIn is full of that kind of thing as well. So, you know, someone having a, a problem with some technical issue or what kind of content generation would you recommend for this type of client or something like that? And being the person who speaks up and says, oh, I had an experience with this. Uh, maybe you should try this out. Or I'd be happy to hop on a call with you for half an hour and talk about it. You know, you can walk me through your website. Not only are you putting yourself out there as an expert in whatever that niche is, you're also helping yourself get over the fear of asking someone for the same thing. Once you see how easy it is to offer your own help and your own advice to somebody, you realize that it's not that big of a deal to ask someone else for the same. It's not asking someone to take hours out of their day, you know, but if you've successfully shared with somebody else, it just feels like that much easier to ask somebody else to do that for you. That's such a good tip or recommendation for it. I think the only other, I guess, piece that I would add to that from like my experience is just be genuine. Like you don't have to kind of act or front that or like almost prove yourself that you're the best or, you, you know, you are the authority on it. Whatever your experience or whatever your level may be, just be honest with it, own it, be genuine. Oh, yeah. And I think like the chance of the person on the other side responding to that is so much more greater if someone's just being humble and, hey, I'm here to learn or I want your advice. Like, yeah, at least for me, like that's where I respond the best. If I feel like someone's just being genuine and open, it's like, yeah, of course I want to help out. Like, so I think that's a, a helpful one too. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, think about how much more accessible someone's messages when you know that they're not trying to come off as like this big expert in that field or whatever they're saying, well, I just learned this too. You know, I learned this last week and here I am sharing it with you or this thing that you're trying to do. I made the same mistake last month and here's what I learned. You know, that's such an easier message to receive when you know that it's coming from someone who actually struggled with the same thing. Yeah. I feel like so many of us just get hammered with sales <laughs> messaging, whether it's for buying links or for on the agents side, like the number of emails and messages that I get about like, hey, we can help your business gain X amount of leads. Like, 
as long as you're not coming across like a, just a cold sales piece, the chance that someone's going to respond is pretty good. <laughs> like, is yeah, it's, for real. It's so refreshing to get a real email <laughs> from somebody. Yeah, yeah. It's like a LinkedIn message that's not about affiliate links or any sort of sales message is so much more likely. And so, just making that clear that it's it's a genuine just message and interest instead of something that's like more of that just sales self-serving mm-hmm. um, is so much more likely to to get the response that you want. Yeah, it definitely is. And, you know, even if the, you do ultimately have an ask, if you're, if there is something that you're trying to get out of that interaction, making the connection first and not expecting anything out of it, just saying, you know, well, I'd really like to ask this question or I'd really like to get them to help me with this thing. If that happens, I think that's a bonus. What you're trying to establish at first is just a interpersonal connection with somebody. And, you know, whatever comes of that comes of that. I think you'd be surprised how much can come of those types of conversations fairly often. Absolutely. Well, Kavi, thank you for the time and kind of giving this advice uh, to the listeners. It's something certainly that we're all working on. We're all progressing. And, you know, it's not something that's going to happen overnight. And I would just view it as being more of the the building. It's like a snowball rolling downhill. It just, it'll build and gain momentum and move quicker. And then sometimes in the beginning, it takes a little while, but just that kind of consistency and determination really helps it come through. But with that, that wraps up this episode of the Voice of Search podcast. Thanks to Kavi Cardos, Director of SEO at Uproar for joining us. In part two of this interview that will be published soon, Kavi and I are going to continue the discussion and talk about what in-house SEOs want from an agency. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Kavi, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can also contact her on Twitter where her handle is at the rare Voss, or visit her company's website at uproar.com. Okay. Thanks to Tyson Stockton, our guest host. If you'd like to get in touch with Tyson, you could find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Tyson underscore Stockton. Or if your team is interested in SEO consulting or organizational education, you can always head to their company's website, which is previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T.
Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter, and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. We'll be right back.